Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. And uh, this is part two of my coaching series that I'm doing with Josh, a good friend of mine who is a missionary somewhere in South Asia. And uh, he's been doing some awesome things for the Lord in this particular country that he's in. And uh, if you haven't listened to part one yet, he's actually in an area of the world that is very dangerous for any religious minorities, Christians, um, anybody who's non, whatever. <laughs> I can't, I have to be careful, right? Right. But he's done some amazing, amazing things. Like how many churches have you guys planted you and your family's ministry in the last few years, Josh? So in, in the last eight and a half years, we've seen over 20,000 churches started, oh. which is just crazy to, I can't even believe I'm saying that number out loud, honestly, Joe, but yeah, it's been, it's been a little over 20,000. I love it. You also have some ministries that helps little kids, orphans. And you're doing an amazing thing there with just helping kids get them out of poverty, loving on them, taking care of them, things that the government can't do. The locals don't, can't do either. They don't want to do, they don't want to take care of these kids. And you guys are there taking care of them and you're fighting these battles with the government. It's just mind blowing. So guys, you know, if, if you can say a prayer for Josh and for his family and for these orphans, these kids, government's trying to take them away and it's frustrating and sad. But anyway, yeah. So Josh used to wholesale houses virtually from where the country he's in a few years ago, but a lot of things have uh, just changed in his personal life and business also with the market getting really competitive and difficult with houses. And so we met together in the States a few weeks ago, played some golf. And I said, hey, listen, I'd love to help you start doing land, vacant land, and I'll help you in, can we publish these coaching calls as a podcast and my, you know, as a podcast and YouTube videos. So we're doing Zoom right now. I'm actually in Iowa visiting my dad and it's beautiful out here. You can see the leaves are changing colors. And do the leaves change colors where you are? They pretty much go from green to dead pretty fast. Okay. So no, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's really no fall season here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, enjoy the colors. Well, yeah. Like, that's beautiful. All right. Thanks. So last call we talked, kind of came out with a marketing plan. And uh, I want to share the screen. You kind of worked some some of this too a little bit. I'm going to share a spreadsheet we worked on last time. And uh, let me zoom in. If your monthly income goal is about 8,300, that's about $100,000 a year. And your average net profit, that's after direct mail. If your average net profit was five grand, I'm, I'm feeling like we're being really conservative there. Our average net profit on a, in the last 12 months of our deals has been about $10,000, maybe $9,000. So I'm feeling good about that, which means you need to do 1.7 deals per month. And if you have to make 30 offers to do a deal, it means you need to make 50 offers, which means a month or 12 and a half offers a week. And we said, let's shoot for 15 offers a week. Let's make that our goal. And, the, and what I do with all of my coaching clients is I want to give them a scorecard and, and, and have some accountability. So as we start, the marketing starts going out, let's track our numbers and let's make sure we're making you know, three to five offers a day, 15 offers a week. And let's say you make offers on 85% of your leads, because some leads that come in, they're just not, you're not motivated or interested, or they tell you to take it off their list, which means you need about 15 leads per week or about three leads a day. So our goal is to shoot for, let's get five leads a day. I always say the goal 
is to talk to five sellers a day. And that could be realtors. It could be just anybody in the real estate industry, anybody involved with vacant land. If we could make it a goal to talk to five people a day, five days a week, that's 25 people a week, you will do deals. It's like you cannot not do deals if you're talking to five people a day. It's called the, the, uh, the flap your lips method, right? So Josh and I talked about this a little bit offline. You know, he wants to do a mixture of direct mail and cold calling. So let's just say the spreadsheet's really good, guys. I hope that you're watching this and like copying this down for yourself because um, we can't control the average net profit is five grand. You can't control that it's 30 offers to a deal. Josh might be doing 20 offers per deal. He might be 40 offers per deal, but you can control how much marketing you're doing every day. And so let's say 65% of the leads come from direct mail, 35% from cold calling. So that means um, he needs to get about 10 leads a week from direct mail. If your average response rate is 1%, I'm being conservative, I feel, depending on the market that we go into. That, needs, that means about 950 to 1,000 postcards a week. And then if he's doing 35% cold calling, which Josh has experience doing, um, he needs to get five leads a week from cold calling. And if he gets two leads per hour of cold calling, which I feel again is conservative. Our VAs are getting between two to five leads per hour cold calling vacant land leads. So there's another reason why I love vacant land. The leads per hour of cold calling is much higher, two to three, four times higher than it is for houses. So which means you work the numbers backwards. You need to do about a half hour of cold calling a day to make, to make our numbers. All right, so if the postcards and the lists, we're gonna be using FreedomSoft, costs about 60 cents, for the postcard and the list through priced, and we're sending first-class mail, that would be about, well, what are we going to do here? Yeah, about $570 a week or about $2,300 a month on direct mail. And so this is the marketing plan right here. I'm going to zoom in. So this is really big. This is our marketing plan. And so Josh is putting himself out there on the line. We're going to be reporting on these numbers. It's going to take a few weeks to kind of get to where, you know, we're in a rhythm and, and you're consistently doing this. One thing that Josh is important to understand is this principle of momentum. Um, a lot of people get discouraged because, hey, it's been a month and I don't have any leads coming in yet, or I haven't gotten any offers accepted yet. I tell people, you've got to be committed for the long haul. You've got to be committed to doing this for three to six months. And if you're not willing to do that before you do a deal, then you might as well not even start because it takes time to build that momentum. It's like you're pulling this train with a chain and it's really hard at first, right? But as that train starts going, it starts getting easier and easier and easier. So this is the marketing plan. I love this, very simple. You can track this on a napkin, a thousand postcards a week, half hour cold calling a day. The goal is to talk to five sellers a day, make three offers a day. And eventually, you know, within the first month or two, following up with at least five people a day. And so this is a recipe for success. I love this. And uh, we may track the numbers here or on another spreadsheet, but you're going to start tracking every day, every week, the number of postcards being sent, the number the amount of cold calling. Cool. How do you feel about this, Josh? Yeah, I feel great about it, Joe. I think uh, it, it's it's really good to have just some clear, uh, clear, simple goals that I know each day what we need to do, each week what we need to be doing. Um, and it and it and it really allows me to have a just a clear path forward. And so, yeah, feeling good about it, man. Now, did you do something like this? Because you've done a lot of house deals. When you yeah. guys were doing a lot of house deals, were you doing? Were you tracking your numbers like this? So yes, yes, and no. We at the beginning we were really good about it, and then as we started hiring VAs and stuff, we 
we would still track like how many texts were going out every day and stuff like that and and how many we needed to send a week. We were not good though at tracking our the CRM we were using wasn't great at tracking like offers and follow up and stuff like that. So we did track initial marketing pushes, but the offers and then the follow up after that, we were not doing good about uh, about tracking that very well. Yeah, that's it's a manual process, and I don't think there is a CRM. There yeah. might there might be, but sometimes you just gotta. I, I I usually get a virtual assistant to to track this for us, right? So good. FreedomSoft will track the um, the amount of mail you're sending out, the responses that come in, but it won't track like how many offers you've sent a day. So you'll need to manually track that. And it, it's probably better just to get a spreadsheet like this and just track it by the day, put the numbers in yourself at the end of the day. All right. So we're going to be using FreedomSoft for direct mail. Is that right? Yeah. Right. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. Um, FreedomSoft, when you, their direct mail engine is amazing. It's powerful and it pays for itself because the savings you get with direct mail, you don't have to prepay for a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand letters or postcards. You get discounted, cheap pricing and FreedomSoft really doesn't make any profit on maybe a penny or two. Um, but they don't make any profit on their direct mail. They pass the savings on to us. And so that's, I love that. And you can send just a hundred a week, a thousand a week, or as many as you want. The And it, it, it just kind of is all done there. Cold calling, are you going to do that yourself or are you going to get somebody else to do it for you? At the, at the beginning, I'll do it myself. I am though pretty quickly, Joe. I'm going to try to find the budget to at least hire a, a VA, very uh, just, just a part-time VA to start doing some cold calling for us. We, we've got a couple really good cold callers uh, that we've used in the past in the Philippines. Okay. Um, and actually, it was we got connected to that group through you, Joe, actually, you and Gavin oh, <laughs> originally. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and so so they, they've actually done a very good job. And so I'd, I'd, I'm going to try to squeeze out a budget to hire somebody to at least do part-time, maybe, maybe four hours a day um, once I get the budget for it. Okay. Um, and then that way that'll, that'll boost up our cold calling numbers pretty significantly. When you did cold calling before, did you use like a triple dialer or one of those for cold calling? Yeah, we, we used, uh, what's it called? Mo- uh, Mojo. Is that what yeah. it is? Um, okay. we used, we used Mojo for a while. I would also, there, there was a couple CRMs that we used that actually had a cold calling feature that we could use as well. And so we tried a few different ways, but Mojo was the one that we used the most with our VAs. Okay. You can do cold calling with FreedomSoft. The problem is, I don't know if it's a problem. Some would argue the quality versus quantity, but you can only do one number at a time Okay, with FreedomSoft. And it does, you can start a cold calling campaign. You get all your, you can do the skip tracing also if you want inside of FreedomSoft. Although it's a little more expensive to do that if you do the skip tracing inside of FreedomSoft. But you can, it gives you all the numbers and you can just hit dial. And then as soon as you hang, you know, you hang up and dial, dial. So it's like very click, click, click friendly. Yeah. But it doesn't do the triple dial. I know a lot of um, Gavin. I think is big now on batch dialer. I think yeah, there's cold calling. So yeah, that'll be. Uh, I'm really curious to know what what how that cold calling works for you. There is a company that I've used before for cold calling that you might want to check out. If you go to JoeMcCall.com, I've had this guy on my podcast before. JoeMcCall.com/slash/lead/mining. Now he's done good work for me. I like Nick a lot. JoeMcCall.com/slash/lead/mining. And uh, Nick is a guy that has VAs that will do cold calling for you. He'll also do texting for you. Now, I don't know if he still is, but they did good work for me. Now, I've also had students that said, hey, I didn't, it didn't work out well for me. But you might want to give them a call, talk to them and see if, you know, see what, maybe start off slow and see if it works. 
But if you don't want to hire someone for yourself, you, you want to hire just somebody to do it for you. He's got American VAs and virtual VAs from the, uh, I think maybe from the Philippines or something. Okay. Um, but I've had, I got it, I've gotten a lot of leads from him. The other thing to remember with cold calling is um, uh, you, you're going to just have, you're going to need more leads per deal from cold calling. The quality of a cold calling lead is not as yep. good as the quality of a direct mail lead. All right. Nice. I love this. The, right. let's talk about, um, you, you've already got FreedomSoft set up. You, you signed up for it. You did the phone registration, business registration thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've done that. It's still pending right now. And so there, I did get a message from them though, because it, it originally, it came back a couple of days later saying that it had failed. The business registration failed, but they wrote me right away actually and said, Hey, don't pay attention. You may get a couple failed things. We work directly with these people to get it passed through. And so it may just take some time for us to work with them to get it to get it through. So they said there's nothing on my end I need to do for that. They're, they'll they'll take care of it. So yeah, good. Those of you wondering what we're talking about is the, the phone carriers, the AT and T, the, the Verizon's, and the government have all ganged up together against us and have said we don't like you guys making phone calls and texting people. So you have to register your business with the government and with these these agencies. And I forget what it's called. There's a name for it. And uh, this went into effect about a month ago. And this has disrupted the entire industry. I mean, we're talking any CRM that has any kind of phone system has virtually almost been kind of shut down. But we knew this was coming. And um, FreedomSoft has done a real good job with helping people get registered and get verified. And, and once you are, then you're good to go. So just be aware of that. So it's real. And that could take, Josh, could take one to three weeks. Yeah. So it takes, it's a process. Good. Let's talk about states and markets. What have you been looking at? And, I'm, and while you're talking, I'm going to be writing some notes here. What have okay. you been looking yeah. at in terms of like states that you want to target? Yeah. Um, do you want me to share my screen? I've got them listed out. If you want me to, you want me to show yeah. what I've been looking yeah. at? Okay. That's fine. Let me give you um, screen share permissions there. There you go. Okay. Great. So this is what, this is where we've started. So I've, I went ahead and went through your online course, Joe, to where you kind of guide through how to look for counties and everything. Yeah. And so I took the top, basically the top six states here uh, from, you know, the the different websites that we looked at, then looked at it on Redfin and Zillow to see how many sold in the last 90 days, right? And so in North Carolina, I've highlighted the ones that have the most, right? So, and I tried to keep it a, around a hundred or more on my highlighted, just so that we know there's plenty of deals going on in those areas. Yeah. Um, so I've looked at North Carolina, uh, Tennessee, Georgia, Virginia, and Florida, and then Arizona. Arizona by far, I mean, Arizona and Florida definitely have the most. Now there are, those are also going to be the most competitive. Um, Virginia really didn't have like the, you can see like the top five yeah. counties, the biggest one was 87 in the last 90, but the rest were like 20 or 30 and Georgia had a few that were good. And then Tennessee had, you know, like, you know, 65, 70, 90, but then North Carolina was good. I mean, that had, there were a few counties there that have like 120, you know, 114 up here. So, so I went ahead and did all of these just so that we would have plenty to look at so that you and I could pick together what we might feel best about. Yeah, I like that a lot. And, and um, those are all good states. I think it's, it's a thing that I always wrestle with because I don't like competition, right? I don't like competing against other investors. But at the same time, 
that's where the demand is. That's where the money (laughs) is. And uh, there's plenty of opportunity. I've done, my biggest deals have been in the most competitive markets. Uh, We've done a lot of deals in North Carolina and Florida. Yeah. So, you know, let's, let's look, North Carolina is, those are all good counties there. Yeah. Go down, let's look at um, Florida and Arizona. Yeah. Well, I, I have tried to do deals in Florida. I'm sorry, Arizona. One of the things I don't like about Arizona is there's so many cheap lots, like these little lots that sell for $5,000. Right. And uh, one of the problems with that is like, if you're going to sell it for five grand, well, you're going to have to buy it for a hundred bucks maybe. And <laughs> right. then, then you don't even make that much money with it. But I know a lot of guys that are doing a lot of deals in Arizona. So for me personally, I would say, let's not do Arizona. Also, okay. I, you have Texas there. I did Texas, but I didn't because the data is non-disclosure. It's a non-disclosure state. I ended up not doing. Now we can see how many, how many, uh, like uh, uh, land watch. blanking on the site. Yeah, land watch. We can, that's the land watch number. There um, is you know three twenty three oh two. So that's all in the order of land pieces that they have on that site right now for sale. Um, so there, I mean, it's, it, there's plenty of opportunity in Texas. I mean, all of these are a hundred and above. These are the top 19 counties mm-hmm. that have, you know, a hundred and above on the market right now. Um, do you, would you know, great. do you know any realtors in Texas? Yeah, I know a few. I mean, my, my aunt is a realtor in Dallas. You might want to ask her if she has access to county sold data through the back <laughs> office of the MLS, because that's the one frustrating thing with Texas. It's it's a great market where there's lots of deals, but it's hard to get comps and it's hard to see, you know, which which properties are, you know have sold. But if you know if you have somebody who has access to the MLS in Texas and doesn't mind sharing access with you, yeah. I know some people sometimes they can add you as they can add you on as an assistant and or, or something. There is a software out there also called Privy, and I've not looked at it yet, but I've heard a lot of people talking about it lately. Privy, P-R-I-V-Y, and they claim to have MLS data like directly from the MLS, which if that's true and they have it available in Texas, and I'm not sure again if that's statewide or just major metropolitan areas, that would be something to look at. Um, But you've got to have access to kind of the MLS data, county records. And a lot of times the back office of the MLS has access to certain data. But I, I would, if you have access to that, I would I would recommend checking out Texas, but okay. talk to talk to the friend or the, that you have. Yeah, Texas. Okay. Now, if you scroll up to, um, so I, I want I, I say let's let's not do Arizona. I like Florida. My two favorite states here would be Florida and North Carolina. I think. But scroll okay. up a little bit more. Let's look at. Uh, yeah, we've got Virginia, which again only really has one county that's looking like it could do anything well. Georgia's got a few with ninety nine, ninety nine, and sixty nine here. And then Tennessee's got, you know, 70, 65, 97, 66. And then North Carolina is this top one. Well, I guess it's, it's your call, what you'd go after. I would, I would probably also take, I would probably also take Tennessee out. Okay. Um, again, Tennessee's a good market. We've done deals there before. Yeah. Um, just don't see the volume that you do in other states. And it's interesting. There's more activity in Georgia in some of those counties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, in Gilmer County, there's 421 pieces of land on the, on the market right now. And then 99 in the last 90 days. Um, and so that's way more than any of these in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I'm fine, Joe, with, uh, 
I don't, I don't have a strong feeling about any of these. Um, you know, if, if, uh, if you think, if you think Texas would be good to go after as one of the options, I can talk to my aunts and see if I can get access to the back end of the MLS there. Um, I mean, if you feel good about North Carolina and Florida, we can go for those. Cause I'm, I, I really don't have a strong opinion on, on this one at all. Since I'll be virtual anyway, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And that's one of the things too, since we're kind of publishing this live, I'm, I'm trying to walk this tightrope of, do we share which counties that you're going to go into? One of the things that you got to remember too, is we're going to pick at least like six or seven counties. Uh, yeah. Maybe we're going to pick 10 counties because when you start pulling lists, if you're sending a thousand a week, that's 4,000 a month. After three months, that's 12,000. So you need a list of 12,000 records. And in some of these areas to pull that many every three months, you're going to need to be in three or four counties at one time. One of the drawbacks with North Carolina is closing costs are higher. You have to, okay. it's an attorney state. You have to use attorneys to close. Um, Florida, there's a lot of, we're doing deals in Florida right now. And uh, our closing costs are a third of what they are in, in North Carolina. The demand is higher in Florida for vacant land. We're selling them faster there. And, yeah. um, and one of the things too, I have found it's easier to find realtors to sell your land in Florida because there's just so many. There's so many of them. Right. <laughs> um, so I would, my, I guess my two favorites for you would be Florida, North Carolina. But if you could find a way to get access to sold data in Texas, okay. Um, let's, let's see what you can do there. Now, okay. um, yeah, that's something that you have to dig into, right? And so talk to you, some friends that you have there, see if you can get access to historical sold data, you know, what properties have sold for, see if your friends would be willing to share that with you. You might even want to contact Privy. Now, Privy's not cheap. Uh, it, it might be 100, 200 bucks a month, maybe more. Okay. But yeah, I, let me know later what your, what your friends okay. say about that. Let me show you one other thing here. If you wanted to kind of narrow your things down into a little bit more, you want to do a little more research here, let me log into Priced and I'm going to show you a different way to kind of do some research here. I always tell people to like, be careful with analysis paralysis, because you can sometimes go way too deep down the rabbit hole yeah. into now analyzing these things. And so here, here in Priced, and you have, do you have an account with Priced yet? No, no. Okay. Yeah. I'd recommend getting it. You don't have to, but I highly recommend it. If you go to plans and pricing, it's 25 a month, 50 a month, or 500 a year. I just recommend the $500 a year. And what Priced does is this is where you're going to get the lists. You're going to get property research on these properties. And the data, they're, they're really good. They get their data from DataTree, but it's made for land investors. So they give you a lot of information that you don't normally get from other list providers. Like, for example, GPS coordinates is, is part of their, their, the export. Um, and they give you comps on each property. So they tell you about what the price of what each property is worth, which we use when we're doing... We're, what I'm going to be recommending for our direct mail is a postcard that I've been testing lately that's been working well for us. It's a range postcard. It's going to say, hey, do you want to sell your 2.6 acre lot? We can pay you somewhere between this and this. And so we use the estimated value from priced to come up with that number. But they also get, you get 10 free comp reports a month so you can pull up some property and get, get more due diligence on it. And so it's up to you. You don't have to do this, but check it out later. And if you do, you get 200 or something free credits if you go to joemccall.com slash priced, and I'll put that in the chat here. Okay. joemccall.com slash priced, P-R-Y-C-D, and you'll get 200 free credits. I do make a little commission from that, but 
I'd still be recommending it even if we didn't. So let me show you why I like it here. There's this thing here called, if you go to more, it's called research. And um, if you scroll down, this is a, it's a land comp data table. And we're going to put Florida in here, for example. And you can play with this later. And you can see there's 67 counties right down here. There's 67 counties in Florida, and it's all in this big table here. And we can run some filters here where we could say, all right, let me show me all. And I'm going to get a little technical here, but there's certain fields that you can filter by. And you'll need to go to edit visible fields right here to choose the fields that you want to filter when you're doing your research. Okay. All right. So one of the things I like to do is let's look at sold comps. So if I'm looking at all 67 counties in Florida, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm looking at some counties that have a lot of sold comps. Now, I don't know their sold comps. Is that the last six months to a year, five years? I don't know. But if I'm looking, and you can see this column here, I want where there's maybe over 800 sold comps. And that drops it down to 30 counties. I think, what did I say before? 67? Yeah, um, yeah, 67. 30. So then I can do another filter and I can say, all right, well, how about days on market where this column right here, days on market, I want all the counties that have less than, let's say, 200 days on market. It takes it from 20 to 19. So I could say, all right, show me 225, less than 225. That gives me 26 counties. Oh, I, I'm going, I should be going the other way. 175, yeah. 10 counties. So now I've taken 67 counties down to 10 just with these two things. Now, again, I don't, you need to use this kind of research in combination with what you just did. Because um, sometimes you'll find a county that's on this list here that doesn't have as many solds as what you've already found in in, in Redfin. Right. But this is a good place to start. And then there's other filters you could use here. You could add a new one and you could say, all right, well, show me all the ones where, what else can you do here? Oh, the sold to, to, the sold to listed ratio. What that means is the higher the number, that means, what is it? The, the higher the number, the better, because that means there's more solds for per listed properties. Um, so you could say, all right, sold, I think I got that right. Sold to listed ratio is greater than, let's say one, let's see what happens. Now we have four counties. All right, so these are four counties, Hendry, Le Levy, Okeechobee, and Suwannee County, where there's a lot of sold comps, the days on market are less than 175, and the sold to listed ratio is greater than one. And you can mess with this again, let's say, all right, well, show me the days on market are less than 200. Now I have seven counties. So you can kind of play with these, but I would also take a look at this if you wanted to later and yeah. see, well, does this make sense? Now, I don't know if um, Levy County or Putnam County was in that list that you had before. Do you know? Uh, let me see. I can check right now. Um, yeah, Levy County is and Putnam County. Yeah, both both are in the list. Okay. Maybe yeah. what you could do is like how many, I'm going to go ahead and take a screenshot of this and send it to you. Okay. Screenshot. I'm using a tool called Dropler. and copy URL. I'm going to put it in the Zoom chat for you. So you can okay, look at awesome. it later. Yeah. And just, um, you can then decide, well, okay, maybe, maybe if, if a county, if you've got 20 counties on one list and eight counties on another list, pick the counties that are on both lists and maybe you can yeah. start from there. But these are counties yeah. that um, have good, high number of sold comps, which is the most important factor, fewer days on market and have a high sold to listed ratio which means there's a lot of demand. And um, the cool thing about this now is that you could export this into a spreadsheet. You could look at population change. Um, like this one has a negative population, Jackson County, not sure what's going on there. So maybe that's not a good one. I don't know. You can get data like month over month price change. But I, li I, you know, I like these counties here. And it also, you can see here, 
the total out-of-county parcel owners. And the great thing about Florida is there's a lot of them, right? There's yeah. a lot of people who live outside the county. So when we do our direct mail or cold calling, we're looking for, it's a real simple filter. We're pulling lists of people who own vacant land in these counties over for longer than 10 years, five to 10 years, who live outside the county. And we pull that list and um, we mail them. And so you have a lot of them here. This doesn't, yeah. it doesn't tell me like how long they've owned it, but this is a great, great place to, to target. These yeah. are all good counties. We've done deals in almost all of them. Yeah. Um, some of my best deals are in Suwannee and Putnam County. Okay. So yeah, this is a good place to start. And um, once you once you pick a county, I'm just going to show you right now how to do this in price, so you can watch this later. Let's okay. just go with um, let's go with Suwannee County. Okay. I'm going to go here to Price Land. I'm just going to type in Suwannee. Hopefully, I, hopefully I can remember how to spell it. There it is Suwannee County. And watch what I do here because I'm I'm adding in these acreage increments, and I have a minimum acreage, secondary, ternary, and so in Florida. I'm okay with wholesaling little 0.2 acre, quarter acre lots. Most other states, I only want to do the bigger lots because there's more profit in them or whatever. But I'm going to do 0.2 acres to 1.01 acres because it rounds it to 1.00. Okay. My acreage increment is a minimum of 0.02. Is that right? Yeah. Then I'm going to do 1.01 to 2.01, 0.1 acre increment. And then I'm in 2.01 so let's just do 20 and one acre. Oops, 20.01 to one. Okay, so doing that acre increment, when it gives you the list, it's gonna, you'll see in a minute here, it's gonna break down the, the quantity and the pricing, okay. the pricing formulas based on those, on those things. And so this is pricing characteristics. I don't really mess with this too much. You could put more weight on the for sale comps or more weight on the sold comps if you want. I just leave it 50-50. Yeah. This is the power of price, which I love. Is they have it's it's a lot easier to find vacant land with the data tree filters that they that they use here. Yeah, this is where you now owner filters. I'm going to say in county. I exclude people who live in the county, and then I'm going to scroll down to last sale date. And if we do last sale date before, let's do five years ago, 2018. So last sale date before October 1, 2018. So they've owned it for at least five years. And I click search. We're going to see how many we get here. It's analyzing the properties, creating pricing models, giving you comps. And they get their comps from active listings and sold listings. All right, okay. there's 3,600. 3, so that will last you after we remove duplicate owners and stuff like that. That's enough mail for three weeks. Right. We'll need to, uh, we'll need more counties than that. But then you, let's sort here by data tree owner records, high to low. And you can see, this is interesting, Shawnee County doesn't have a lot of the little quarter acre lots. That sell. Yeah. They're more of the bigger lots. And, and some of them are in wetlands. We've done deals that are wetlands and uh, people will buy that just so that they can, in, 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 you know, um, go mudding like uh, with a four wheeler, yeah. get, go into the mud, play around or, or in, when it's dry, go camping, go play in the rivers yeah. like that. But most of the properties are four to five acres. So there's 606 that are between four to five acres, 336 records that are between three to four. 200, so so it, it did a good job of splitting these out. Yeah. And you can t it tells you then, based on right here, this sliding scale, offer price adjustment, 25. So you can scale this up to 35 if you want. Generally, in more competitive markets, I, I kind of bump it up a little bit. We're not sending blind offers. There's, as you know, there's two different strategies a lot of people use with land when they do yeah. market. 
You send a blind offer, just throw a bunch of thousand offers a week and see what sticks, what comes back. And that works. I prefer to send mail and just get people to call. I want as many people to call as possible. And then I'll make an offer to them after we talk to them on the phone. Yeah. So then you can also, sometimes there's a hybrid where you can send a, uh, a range postcard or a letter that says, hey, we might be able to offer you between this and this. Call and let's discuss. Yeah. So you, you get that price from priced here. So anyway, when you are ready to, to download this list, you just click here. And I like to go to geo pricing here. I'm not going to go into all the details kind of about this yet. But also to, um, if, if you want my help in downloading this, I can have my team do it for you. We can talk about that offline. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. We, we can help you with that. And uh, we'll just send you an invoice or whatever. It's, it, okay. it works out to be about eight cents a record to download okay. this list. But I'm going to show you what to do here just for the recording and for everybody watching here too. We're going to we select all. I like to go to geo pricing. There's different pricing schemes. If you're interested in getting more information, click these question mark little icons and it explains there's, they use three different pricings based on the county, based on the city mailing address uh, for the property. And geo pricing is like an algorithm they use for pricing. So I, I start with geo. Um, and, and another thing that's important to understand, priced, when they do their estimated values, they'll get you 75% of the way there. Like they do a pretty good job of getting you in the ballpark, yeah. but you can't just rely on them. You got to take it with a grain of salt. It gets you in the ballpark. Sometimes they're low, sometimes they're way high. Anytime you're looking at a deal and you look at priced, what they say you should offer and what they say it's worth, you always need to look at Zillow or Redfin and see, well, it doesn't make any sense because the cheapest properties that are similar here are for sale for 20 and prices right. I could sell it for 30. How am I going to sell it for 30 when there's a bunch of other properties that are listed for 20,000? So anyways, I'm going to select all of them here. I'll move my offer price adjustment here to 35%. Let's say I'm going to click continue. And these are, you can scrub fields if you want to here. And then I'm going to click continue here. And this is where we do some custom scrub filters after the properties are downloaded. Next. This is, it's kind of confusing how this works, but price charges you for all of the properties you download, but they will credit you properties that were scrubbed post download. I don't, you'll have to just go to their website to see how they explain it. Okay. Click on this thing and this explains what it is. But I like yeah. to remove blank owners, church owners, government owners, blank addresses, non-US addresses, same zip code as parcels. That's kind of what I, I just like to do there. And that might remove 10 to 20%. So blank yeah. owners, it means there's, there's no owner on record. Church owners, it could be a church that owns a property. Government, how one of us with the government. The blank address is kind of the same as a blank owner. Non-US addresses, you can't mail very easily. Yeah to owners in France. Um, believe it or not, it's crazy. I see a lot of people who own vacant land from France. Um, mm. And same zip code as parcel. I just remember that. So then you click continue. It does its magic back here. And then here are some things that I do. Uh, you can skip trace the data here if you want. How much do you pay for skip tracing using priced? I don't know. Lands pricing. Let me look here real quick. If you're at the gold level, 14 cents a record. But I think if you're at the gold level, it's cheaper than that. Okay. I'm not sure. I'd have to look into that. But if you, sometimes um, skip tracing is, you can get it cheaper. Sometimes you get what you pay for. So wherever you get your skip tracing, just make sure it's from a good quality skip tracer. FreedomSoft yeah. does really good skip tracing, but it's about 20 cents, 24 cents. Price is yeah. 14 cents. I think it's good. I don't know. Um, 
Batch does really good skip tracing. And Gavin, um, talk to Gavin if you want, and because he has some discounts that he can give you. Okay. Um, and you might, you know, if you're going to be using Batch to dialer for your cold calling, probably be better to do your skip tracing with batched. Yeah. Right. 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 So, all right. Anyway, back to the historically, historically we've used batched for skip tracing in the past. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. So download options here. I'm going to remove duplicate owners. That just means when I am, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be mailing one guy, 20 postcards because he owns 20 different pieces of land there. I'm just, I'm only going to mail them once. Split pricing. What that means is in the spreadsheet, it'll give you about 20 columns for the okay. pricing at 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, 25%. And then revert to city pricing. That just means if the geo pricing model is not, if it's not very good, they'll revert to the city pricing. Okay. So, and then sort records here, you could do, you could sort by if you wanted to, by mailing city or APN. I don't really worry about that. You give the file a label and then custom reference number. This is important. So this is Sewanee County, right? So what I do when I send out my mail, I put a reference number on the upper right and the lower right of the postcard and the letter. So when they call, the goes to voicemail, the voicemail says, hey, thanks for calling, leave your name and number and the reference ID on that postcard, and we will send you an offer right away. And so it's not like houses where they can just give you the address and you can look it up. A lot yeah. of these vacant lots don't have an address. Their APN numbers are long and confusing. Sometimes yeah. it has dashes and periods and extra zeros, and you can't look it up. But when you download your list from Priced and you have a reference number, so all you need to do is give you a reference number and then you can easily go into your spreadsheet or into FreedomSoft, find that property and you get all the information, the GPS coordinates, the APN number, the acre size, the owner and the mailing address, property address, all that good stuff. So I usually do a custom reference number and I just do it where it's like SUW, like first four letters of the county and I start with like 1750 something like that. And so then every record will will be start with 1750, SUWA dash 1750. The next one will be 1751. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. All right. So from here, then you just click checkout. So it's good for now. I got to get going here, but how do you feel about that? What we just, what I just shared with you there? Yeah, that's, I mean, that looks great, man. That's going to, um, that'll be, I'm, I'm excited to start getting a list and get some mail out there. Um, so that'll be good. Yeah. And I'll, I'll reach out to the, to my aunt in Texas about the Texas data as well. Okay. Very yeah. good. You can still buy property data from priced for Texas. It's just okay. not going to give you the, um, sold comps. You okay. I mean? Yep. But next time we chat, um, let's talk about Texas. I think for me, for you, I think your two best states, three will be Florida, North Carolina, and Texas. Let's yeah. talk about that, that next time. But, you know, some, here's the thing too. Some people get just stuck in analysis paralysis and they spin their wheels and like, can't make a decision because they're afraid they're going to make a mistake. You remember like with that one county we looked at, we could only get 3,600 from there. Yeah. So you have to pick you know, as many counties as you can. So what I recommend is let, let's, let's try to find five to 10 counties and it's okay if it's in like two states. Yeah. And, um, and so the next time let's talk, let's, um, let's actually pull the list Let's put it into FreedomSoft. And um, so your assignment would be, I think offline, we, I sent you some texts to watch some videos on yep. FreedomSoft. And let me just, I want to show you here because I feel like this is important. If you go to, I want everybody else to watch this as well. When you're in FreedomSoft, I'm in somebody else's account here. If you go to need help, you don't have to use FreedomSoft again, but I highly recommend it. It just makes everything so much easier for you. If you go to classroom here and onboarding classroom, these are recordings from recent onboarding sessions. 
And so just watch these videos here. It's real important you get familiar with FreedomSoft and learn how to, how to um, keep things organized and clean. And these quick start guides are real important. Building your lead list, they're going to be talking about houses, but just be aware. And they're going to show you how you can download a list of houses from FreedomSoft. So you don't need to worry about that. But this is a real good video here. Lead Management Best Practices by Rob. It's a 46-minute video. He does a really, really good job of keeping things clean and organized, using labels, using groups, labeling your lists and your campaigns the right way so that you can understand them. Uh, launching your marketing, a follow-up automation, really, really good. Don't worry too much about these extras. Lead capture using okay. websites and platforms and Craigslist. Don't worry about that. The other thing that um, is going to be important for you to watch, if I go back to the help section, go to support center here, go to just do a search for direct mail and direct mail overview. This is a new functionality they added about six months ago. And I, I love it. I use it all the time. And so just read through these articles here, watch the videos they have. They're going to show you how to do direct mail, how to send direct mail to a list, how to send direct mail to a single record, track the status, how to do, do a direct mail sequence. So there's direct mail templates and there's direct mail sequences. And you have to understand the difference between those two. How to attach a phone number. So you're going to get your phone numbers from FreedomSoft and your, your FreedomSoft phone numbers are going to be, <clears throat> when they call that number, it's going to go into that campaign. How to edit the direct mail templates. This is really good. So all my templates are going to be in your FreedomSoft account, but you'll still need to edit them and personalize them for yourself. So this shows you how to do this. This talks about the, the credit system, the pricing system and how to stop pending mail. So if you send out mail, and let's say you have a sequence, like every 30 days, it's going to be sending them a different postcard and a letter and a postcard and a letter. If they respond, you can. it's easy to stop this mail from going to them. Okay, so, so watch those. That's okay. kind of your homework, I think, for between now and next time we chat. Get familiar with FreedomSoft to the direct mail. Pick five to 10 counties, one or two states. You're going to talk to your friend in Texas about getting access to the, see if you can get access to MLS sold data. For yep. land in Texas. And um, cool. Anything else? Yeah. No, I think this is great, man. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Yep. All right, Josh. Take care, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Yep. You too, man. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.